So settling in and arriving. Knowing that place now, whether it's times of difficulty or times of ease, where it feels at home to be there on the seat. That balance of upright attention and relaxation in the body. Checking in as to how things are there as we enter in. Welcoming this opportunity to practice this methodology of liberation. This taking of the opportunity to cultivate these qualities of mind that can take us to freedom. This opportunity to become aware of the filters and know the liberating power of awareness. Opening to the reality of what's happening now. Be simple. Be easy. Establish awareness. Sit and know that you are sitting. Feeling the body sitting. There is a body. The sensations of the body breathing. Notice how the sensations of the body rise, change, and pass away. Being present for the flow of the experience of being embodied. Although we are many days into the practice, recognizing that for some of us, for various reasons, it can be challenging or difficult to be present in and with the body. In addition to all that's being offered, if that continues to be the case for you or 
in any sitting where that is the case for you. Perhaps the breath and body awareness isn't the most natural way to practice. If you find that that's the case, you can identify a place, a place on the body that doesn't have a charge on it, where there's no energy around it. Perhaps an elbow or a knee or a toe, some neutral place. And engage that as your anchor. If the body does not feel like the place to be in that moment. easing into expanding the capacity and ability to be present in the whole body, starting from a neutral place of body. Being aware of the moment-to-moment experience. Pay attention. Breath. Breathing. Hearing. Tasting. Feeling. Thinking. Emotion the flow of experience, moment to moment, rising and falling. Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, arising in the mind. We can practice with the feeling tone of the arising and passing away. Perhaps asking the question, what happens to the sensation when you become aware of it? Gratitude for the engagement of this practice as a way towards the transformation of our minds. Greed, pulling in. Aversion, pushing away. Delusion, running around in circles. Waking up, remembering, 
be here now. Vipassana. Insight. Mental noting. The tone of the note. Noticing if there is a shift after the noting. Breathing. Breath. Body. Relaxing. The absence of resistance in the body, heart, and mind. The impermanence of all things With that understanding, the mind does not cling. This path of purification bringing an attitude of kindness, bringing compassion, noticing where your attention is. Body resting on earth. Earth resting on earth. The dance of sensations and elements. Belly soft, hips open, shoulders relaxed, face free of tension. Let the attention 
come to the experience. Breath, breathing itself. Flow of contacts. Receiving the sounds, just hearing, just hearing. The movement of the breathe against the skin. Nature, the teaching all around us when we pay attention. Seeing life as a river of change. Knowing what's happening in the present moment. Knowing hindrances showing up and not the story. Welcoming the information and the opportunity for clarity of mind. No problem, no failure, no judgment. Just another opportunity to wake up, another opportunity for presence, for purification, for freedom. Sense desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness and worry, doubt arising, and moving through, passing away. No need to cling, no need to push away. Just be aware. Perhaps examine. Lessening by knowing. Letting go. and a moment of appreciation in the absence of hindrance. Relaxing the body and mind, softening, letting the energy move through. Rhythm and flow. Relax and at ease with the body, mind, and heart. Sensations arising, lightness, 
heaviness, warm, cool, relaxed, tight, moment to moment awareness. Fluxing and changing. Being in this receptive mode to whatever is arising. Open to whatever is arising in the field of awareness. Wholesome and unwholesome states of mind arise. There is no hierarchy. Being gentle with our noting and noticing mind. Not trying to create or control anything. Gratitude. Contentment. Ease. Heart opening. Resting a bit more and a bit more and a bit more firmly into the moment-to-moment experience. Gatheredness and stability. Establishing awareness. If you sit and know you are sitting, the whole of the Dharma will be revealed.
In the last few moments of this sit, inviting you to perhaps take on another component of practice in terms of intention. So as we move to the completion of this time together, you may want to, it's just an invitation, Consider paying attention to setting an intention for yourself for the next practice period, for the day. Something like maybe being kind or cultivating continuity of mindfulness practice or staying awake some intention that will assist you and support you in your efforts in practicing today. So, good morning. Uh, just before moving into questions, if there are any, I would like to introduce another aspect of intention and working with intention. Uh, and that would be the way Joseph terms it, which I think is a really good clarification on what we're talking about and what the opportunity is, is volition. That intention that, uh, or volition for the energetic movement quality of action coming into existence. Now that there's some gatheredness and some settledness and some momentum to your practice, really nice opportunity to explore some of the more subtle components um, that oftentimes escape our awareness when we're living our day-to-day life, but is influencing and um, moving us all the time. And it's, the, it's, it's one of those components of practice that actually is very much tied to uh, creating uh, results, creating effects, creating impact. So whether it's the capacity to become aware of that volition to speak or move or take some action, very useful in supporting us in understanding 
what the impact of that volition is that leads us towards wholesomeness or leads us towards unwholesomeness. So kind of an example of what I might be speaking about is, um, so just take your arm or your hand and just raise it. You know, just noticing that action, right? Whether it's slow or quickly, just notice the body move. Now, having the arm or the hand rest on your lap, see if you can't notice the moment of inspiration for the movement to happen. And don't move your arm until you can notice that. Yeah. (laughs) So coming aware of this energetic movement like, um, like electricity, you know, that's sourcing when activity happens. It's really very, very useful in relationship to understanding this concept to write speech. Like becoming aware of the impulse to speak and what it is you're going to say and what will unfold from there as well as the action. Another great place to kind of investigate this and take a look is in walking meditation. So when you go out to do your walking meditation and you're standing on the precipice of beginning, to actually not take that first step until you feel or know the awareness of the impulse to step. Again, a finer quality of understanding. That's just an invitation of another component of practice um, that may be useful. Anything you want to add to that, Joseph? Why not, if we have the master here (laughs) on that particular component? So as Dara said, it's, it's a particularly important aspect of our experience uh, because when we're aware of the intention before an action, whether an action of speech or body or even of mind, which I'll mention in a moment, it gives us the opportunity to discern what the motivation is behind that action that proposed action. Is it skillful? Is it unskillful? If we're unaware of the intention, we're in the action before we know it. Have you ever noticed your hand in the refrigerator? (laughs) Before. (laughs) But if we're aware of the intention, so do I really need this or not need this? We can can bring some discerning wisdom uh, and actually open up a whole field of choice. But intentions are very subtle. They're they're quite difficult uh, to experience very precisely or exactly, especially uh, when we're first starting to investigate it. And so just a few uh, frameworks that might help you settle into the awareness of it. 
I like to call intention the about-to moment. You know, it's just being aware of about to do something, about to reach, about to stand, about to speak. And for me, that just helped uh, remind me, it's, it's almost like taking a moment's pause as we become aware that we're about to do something. So once we've landed in the about to moment, before the action takes place, <clears throat> you might become or tune into the intention in a variety of ways. It'll be different for different people. So some, some of you might feel it really as almost like the welling up of an energetic impulse. You, you can feel the energy gathering. You might feel it in the body, you know, about to. Some of you may not feel it particularly as an energetic impulse. It might be an actual thought in the mind, you know, where we have the thought, I'm about to stand, or I'm about to speak. Or on the broader scale, as Dara mentioned, setting a broader intention, you know, in the sense of an aspiration, an intention to be continuous. So there's the whole range from that general aspiration to the very specific moments before an act. So it may be an energetic impulse that we feel, it may be a thought in the mind that we're about to do something, or it may be simply the knowing that you're about to. You may not have any more specific experience of it, but that's sufficient. You know, it's just being aware before the act and really seeing what's the quality of mind, what's motivating that. Um, I think that's about it. <laughs> uh, it's really important because this is the key to stepping out of the prison of our habituated patterns. If we're not aware of the intention before we do something, then we will just be following out or playing out whatever habit patterns of action that have been established in our lives. As soon as we become aware of the intention before an act, so then that opens whole arena of possibility, possibility of choice, possibility of wise discernment, possibility of wisdom. Uh, so, uh, what I suggest, because it is this is a subtle object, and it's not something we're used to paying attention to. So I would start with very simple things. You know, you're sitting, the bell rings, hearing the bell. Can you be aware of the intention to open the eyes, that you're about to open the eyes before you open them? It's hard to catch that moment. Bell rings, eyes open. Almost Pavlovian. You, know, you hear the bell, that's what happens. But actually, the eyes don't open by themselves. They open because there's an intention to open. The body doesn't move by itself. It moves because... Have you ever seen a corpse move? <laughs> Maybe the zombies, but... No. The body moves because there's an intention in the mind to move. Uh, so pay attention to the very simple things, you know, about to open the eyes, about to stand, about to take a step, 
about to reach for the door. Um, so practice just with the very simple things, and then as you get familiar with it, you'll become aware of the more and more uh, subtle intentions behind other kinds of actions as well. When the mind is really still and quiet and clear, sometimes we can even be aware of the intention to think. You know, if the mind is very quiet, not a lot of thoughts going on, but in that field of silence, it can almost feel like about to think. Uh, so again, don't drive yourself crazy with this, but it just is an indication of the the scope of possibility uh, as you practice with it. Thank you. So we have a minute or two if there are any questions for maybe one or two, um, and preferably uh, someone who hasn't spoken yet. Where's the... I saw a hand over here. Yeah, Kapala. Is intention and sankalpa the same? Intention and... Sankalpa is the Sanskrit. Yes. Are the same? That was the Pali word. (laughs) I saw it back there. This is a quick twofer. Can you define um, felt sense? And I have a more specific question about feeling tone. So I've been working with impermanence, and the image of my mother comes up, and she recently passed away. And I guess the best term I can feel about it is bittersweet, but when I think of um, neutral... um, all of a sudden, I've forgotten the words. You, you know what I mean? The pleasant, unpleasant, pleasant, and neutral, Vedana. Uh-huh. It doesn't fall in neatly into pleasant, unpleasant. It's bittersweet because I mm-hmm. think of my mother, but I think of her passing too. Mm-hmm. So can you help with that? Yeah, no, I can't help with that, but I can <laughs> respond to that. <laughs> um, so what you're noticing is oftentimes the co-arising of states, that it's not necessarily... Um, um, no pun intended, so black and white, you know, that really life happens in the gray and states arise in that way as well at times. So kind of just being present to um, creating the, the spaciousness for whatever is arising in relationship to the thought or the memory or the, the, um, the, the, the visual of your mother. And it is bittersweet, you know. To, so to, to making the space for that to be all that that is in relationship to that particular experience in the moment of the arising of your mother in your mind. The felt sense component that you spoke to for me also kind of exists not quite as subtly in this place of, of um, volition or intention, um, but it is the, the knowing of the sensation of experience just before knowing it. Like the not, it's not in the verbal cognitive realm of knowing the experience. Um, so it's just there 
but precognitive, pre before we start putting language on it. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. So is it just before you feel something? That's why it's called a felt sense. It's the sense of a feeling coming. Well, I don't know that it's no. It's a sense of the feeling that's there before we know that it's there. Yeah. And one more hand. I saw. Was there an? Okay. Yeah. Um, this is uh, regards to uh, Joseph's point about watching, observing versus feeling. And Joseph had made the point about walking meditation. I, I noticed that in my um, meditation, uh, sitting meditation, it, obser- it applies to the breath as well. For example, when I close my eyes, I can, there's an image of my nostrils somewhere ahead in the dark. And when I'm feeling my breath there, I, I'm kind of imagining air flowing through. And it seems to me that I want to avoid that. And I want to just have the bare feeling. And I wonder whether I'm doing the right thing, whether that is wrong or what what should I do to feel rather than wait for the breath or observe the breath. So I would think of the process that you just described as a bridge to getting there. And it's not that there was a wrongness there, but just by virtue of you identifying this domain of investigation and aspiration for um, being more centered in the feeling component speaks to some awareness and knowledge of now setting the intention to work with the breath. And maybe, you know how um, during the, the... instructions I pointed to, sometimes the breath is is more subtle for some of us and it's more challenging or difficult to really feel that, you know, so using your imagination to create the experience of that is one way to start familiarizing yourself with being able to drop then into the feeling in the body and that's great. And if you need a bit more of a uh, a bit more time with a more gross way of practicing that. The piece I spoke to about identifying a place on the body, like an elbow, a knee, or to, to, to work from there towards the breath is another way you could do that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the question. Okay, so uh, today we're moving into um, individual meetings. And a couple of announcements around that. One is that Greg will be moving back up into room four. So anyone who's meeting with Greg today, don't go down to the yurt. Look for him in room four. Um, Kamala, um, there's one person, her, the person that's scheduled to see her at 3.45, that time is going to move to 2.45. So when you look at the, uh, the list out there, if you're the 3.45 person for Kamala, Come an hour early. (laughs) Okay, so Greg changed it on there. So now you have two reminders about that. That's great. Um, Devin and Nisha will be back to doing um, sign-ups today, and I believe they're posted at this point. And the same as when you all were in groups. If you're seeing one of us individually today, don't sign up for a a sign-up interview with Devin and Nisha. And if we're not seen today... 
um, in, individually. You will be seen tomorrow or possibly Saturday. A few of you may be just one day out of rotation, uh, depending, because we want to make sure we get to everybody. So in a well way for us and you. Okay, have a good day of practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.